Welcome to Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. I'm Dr. Jill Garrett, a licensed psychologist who specializes in maternal mental health and host of Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. Stay tuned for a thought-provoking conversation with seasoned mom Andrea Mason. Andrea, who is mom to two teenage girls, is a former corporate attorney turned circus artist. She had a valuable role in my life as my yoga instructor when I was pregnant with my first daughter, which you'll hear us discuss as well. Andrea comes to the table with great hindsight moments that include holding on to your identity outside of motherhood and, get this, the joys of parenting teens. You can follow her on Instagram at Andrea Loves Ariel, all one word, where you can see her amazing artistic talents. Check her out next. Hey guys, it's me, Jill. Before we start, help Motherhood Feels grow by subscribing to the podcast. Leaving five-star reviews can't hurt either. And if you're interested in supporting more moms and families by bringing Motherhood Feels to your workplace, you can connect with me at motherhoodfeels at gmail.com to learn more. You can follow me on Instagram at motherhoodfeels, all one word, and head over to motherhoodfeels.com to check out my self-paced online course, Motherhood Feels Before and Even After Baby Boot Camp, that walks through evidence-based strategies for healthy coping with all your motherhood feels. Thanks for listening. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for being here. Hey, Jill. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So let's start with you telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I am um, your neighbor. And I was your yoga instructor, I think, uh, several years ago. But I am also a mom of two teenagers, um, slash one that's becoming an adult. I was a lawyer in a former life, a corporate lawyer. Then um, I did the stay-at-home mom thing for a bit. And then I uh, kind of transitioned into teaching fitness classes, yoga classes, and these days, circus and aerial arts classes. Yeah. And your stuff looks so cool. You've had such a interesting life to transition from a corporate attorney to mm-hmm. now a aerialist. How how would you is the title? Yeah, your I'll say an aerialist or a circus artist, a contemporary circus artist. Okay. So you're going to have to fill us in. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. So if you've seen Cirque du Soleil, that's kind of uh, most people's touchstone for contemporary circus. So it's that, but I am a uh, more of a recreational, not a professional that would be in Cirque du Soleil, although perhaps if I had started a long, long time ago. I do that sort of um, art performance. I coach and teach. Yeah, I've had the pleasure of attending some of your classes, and I've actually seen you in the park, I think, doing some practice uh, with all of your special apparati. Yes. <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about your journey in becoming a mom to now 18 and 16-year-old girls. Yeah, so um, I definitely always knew I wanted to be a mom. No doubts about that. I always loved children and babysitting. Yeah, always loved being with kids. So I had my first daughter when I was 29, I think. That was Jordan. 
and she just turned 18 or is turning 18 today. So she's an official adult. So it's a very auspicious time to be talking with you. After having her two years almost to the day later, I had Avery. So she is one day short of two years after her sister. Uh, She turned 16 yesterday. Motherhood has been really special because of those two being so close in age. Both being girls, they've always been super good friends. And so it's been a really special um, thing to parent. In a way, they're kind of like twins because they've been so um, emotionally close and all. I don't have any sisters, so watching their sister bond has been my favorite part of being a mom. That's awesome. And I'm actually thinking about how your oldest is going to be going off to school. And I'm feeling sad for your youngest who will not be going with her. How is everybody managing those feelings? Yeah, exactly. So that has been really tough. I'll be honest with you. It's it's really uh, kind of shaken our family to the core. Um, I feel like Avery, my younger daughter, has been anticipating this day for as ever since she heard the word college and realized that one day her sister would probably leave home. And as mom, I'm certainly uh, excited slash bittersweet about her leaving. And my husband's also going to be somewhat of a wreck. We're pretty close family. And this is tough. At the same time, like it's exactly what I wanted for her, exactly what we intended. But going from a family of four to a family of three is going to be tough. Yeah, I can imagine that has a lot of different feelings uh, involved. And I know it's been a number of years since you were pregnant and actually having these children and living the postpartum life. But I'm wondering, as you sit here today with these teenagers and you reflect on your experience as a mom, what you might have done differently, what you're really pleased that you did do. Let us know what some of your hindsight moments have been. I was thinking about this question last night when I was kind of preparing for this interview. The thing I'm most proud of or the thing that I would say that I would advise people is to not lose sight of who you are as a person, even though you're becoming a mom. It's super easy to let uh, mom be your whole identity. And for some years, it's almost impossible not to just be mom because so much of your time is taken up with mom responsibilities and you're exhausted and all that. Being a mom is a season or an active mom of kids that live at home is a season. And there's seasons that are going to come after it, which I'm looking at now. And I'm really glad I established things I like to do so that when I am an empty nester or half empty nester, my identity goes on and it's not just mama bird without the babies. So to have things that make you happy outside of your family, outside of motherhood that are interesting, that your children can be proud of you for and that you can talk to them about, you remain an interesting person to them beyond being their mother. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Having an identity outside of being just just a mom, it sounds like it's been really valuable to you. What do you find that your kids like to talk to you about? And what do they think of a mom who has a lot of interesting parts to her in addition to being a mom? I think there there's always sort of a tension between being somewhat embarrassed slash bemused about what mom might be up to right now 
and also being proud because they have something they can tell their friends um, or their friends maybe have seen me or heard something or they have questions. So there's been moments when it's been some tension, but moments when it's really just fun. There was one week recently at the end of the school year where I attended like uh, some ceremonies for my daughter that was graduating high school as well as like a drama club play. And then my other daughter had a dance recital. And then I also had a performance, like a showcase at my studio that they got to attend. And this was all within the same like couple of weeks. And I just thought that was really cool that I had something that they got to be the audience for too. Yeah. Well, as a person who has seen you perform, it is amazing. It is so pretty. And you are able to do things with your body that is just mind-blowing. And I'd imagine they're sitting there in absolute pride mode as they watch you do all that you can do. What kind of feedback do you get from them as being a mom? I think I get pretty much the normal feedback about being a teenager's mom, which is some days I'm the best thing ever. And some days I just can't get anything right. (laughs) (laughs) How do you, I'm curious as a mom to two girls who I anticipate to be quite challenging in the teen years, give me some advice on how to navigate those years. Right. So I always anticipated that the teen years would be the worst or the most challenging. And they certainly did have their challenges. There's attitudes and there's a lot of emotion that comes up, a lot of changes, obviously, for girls. But to be honest, like it was also a lot of fun because that's when I could really start talking to my girls about grown up things um, and wanting to watch the same movies and read the same books. One of my daughters, especially, like really got into like current events and listening to NPR with me, and we could actually have some really good discussions. So um, I've liked the teenage years. It's It's yeah. been kind of fun as watching them become adults and develop their really unique interests. That sounds really fun. I'm lucky, though. They, they were not too wild. Tell me a little bit about your life as a pregnant person. I was a full-time um, corporate lawyer at an international large law firm, and it was challenging. Uh, I didn't really want to talk about my pregnancy with my coworkers or my bosses initially, so I kind of hid it as long as possible, as long as physically possible, until it was it was plainly obvious, but in the corporate world, no one will ask you until you're ready. So I would just be walking around with a belly and was like, hey, eventually she'll tell us. And I did. Um How far along do you think you were? Probably like six months or something. Uh I had to work really long hours kind of on a a schedule that was unpredictable. As a corporate lawyer, when the deals would come in, you were on. And I remember being pregnant and tired and my back hurt and like actually laying on the floor of my office in the middle of the night waiting for some document to get processed or something like, this is not ideal. Mm Mm-hmm. How did you transition out of life as an attorney to what sounds like a stay-at-home mom? So um, after my first daughter was born, I went to part-time. And same with my second daughter, I stayed part-time. And my my law firm was really looking to retain women and to make flexible work schedules. And they were trying. So I gave it a try. It just really didn't work. So... I just always felt, and I think this is a common story with working moms that like when I was working that I wanted to be home and when I was home, I was missing out on stuff 
at the office and I was trying to keep up on my BlackBerry while I was at Gymboree, but it just, I didn't like that feeling of always feeling like I was not in the right place. So talked to my husband and ultimately decided that I just wanted to let the work thing go. Kind of intended to go back. Um, in fact, I left my office set up. They let me keep an office there with all my things and with the idea that I would come back eventually. And I just kind of never did. <laughs> I just imagine an empty office still 20 yeah. years later. <laughs> yeah. Well, eventually they did call me and say, yeah, we want to come and get your stuff. <laughs> what, in hindsight, do you reflect on with pregnancy that you wish you had known or done differently with that phase of life? But I definitely would have given myself more of a break and just, again, think of it as a season that maybe my season for being a lawyer is is over earlier or I can come back eventually. If I could talk to myself, I would have just, you know, said to chill. <laughs> this is This is going to be okay. Yeah, a lot easier to say now. Oh, and also I would have looked more for other um, role models. I didn't have any fantastic role models in the office for working moms. But now I think I could have looked a little farther afield um, and maybe reached out to some people. I I think social networking, but it, it wasn't social media network. It wasn't as easy then. Brought up a few points about how over the course of 18 years or so, there have been some different advances that are actually working for moms and families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like online support group type things or interest groups where you can connect. So tell me about the deliveries for your girls. How did they go? So my first daughter was very early, well, moderately early. She was four and a half weeks early. So I'd worked that entire day and my husband and I went out to dinner thinking that, you know, this might be one of the last times I'm still feeling good. Let's have a nice dinner. And then came home from that um, nice dinner and my water broke four and a half weeks early. So uh, went to the hospital and had her the next morning. So that was that was a big surprise. And she was a preemie, but she was very healthy and all. She just decided to come early, um, which was interesting because I didn't really get to close up my things at work as I had wanted to and turn things over. It was a little bit a little bit of a um, shock. With my second daughter, I was more prepared. I had my suitcase packed way, way early, and um, I was ready to go. She was also early, but only two weeks, which seemed like not much after I'd done a four and a half week early one. But the interesting, or to me, I guess, thing about that was I had a daughter already um, who was a baby, and she was sleeping. So again, it was in the middle of the night when my water broke, and I had to drive myself to the hospital because we didn't have someone to come stay with my sleeping baby. We did have some people that were supposed to help us out, but they weren't answering their phone in the middle of the night. Uh, again, in hindsight, I would have had more people online available. Yeah, that sounds really scary to drive yourself to the hospital as you're in labor. Sounds a little more um, dramatic than it was because I was in labor. I was having contractions, but it I don't know. At the time, I was like, okay, I can do this. It wasn't that far. And also now, in hindsight, I would have been like, why don't we just wake the baby up and like bring her along? But we were like, oh, you know, the baby's sleeping. <laughs> it, it's funny what your brain does. I'm sure you deal with this a lot when you're a mom. And um, at the time, I was like, well, she must remain sleeping. So I'll just drive myself. It's fine. I'm a, I'm a mom. I can do anything. 
I can totally relate in these high stress moments where you are making choices that you look back on and say, why did I do it that way? I had our daughter had a febrile seizure. And so we were quite concerned about her, but the doctor had said, it's just a febrile seizure, no need to worry, no need to extra monitor. But we were worried and stayed in her room that night to sleep by her and had an air mattress. Then we pulled this air mattress together and slept right by her and listening for any problems. And then weeks or months later, I thought, why didn't we just bring her into our room and put her in a pack and play or something much easier than this crazy convoluted plan that we came up with and at 10 p.m. with high stress. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The, the logic parts of our brain, I guess, just um, kind of take a back seat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so you've had these two babies and your girls seem to be girls who want to get there early and well before due dates. And tell me a little bit about your postpartum days. What was it like at home when you had the girls? Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely harder than I thought, especially with the first baby. I was not prepared adequately for the challenges of breastfeeding and that choice about breastfeeding formula, et cetera. I just assumed it would be easy. I think this is a very common story. I had started doing some reading before she was born. I was signed up for like uh, delivery classes and the classes where they kind of explain to you how it's all going to go. And the first class happened after I delivered her. So I never actually got to attend those classes because she was early. So they just kind of gave her to me and, you know, expected that she would nurse. And as a preemie, she would not. So I went right to pumping, which was not pleasant, but I did it for a long time. And I met with some lactation consultants that just weren't, I don't know, that just like kind of talked so fast and assumed I knew a lot of things that I didn't and you're underslept and you're not thinking clearly. So I really wish I had educated myself more at the beginning Mm -hmm. about that decision and everything, because that was like way more stress than it needed to be, way more emotional than it needed to be. We got through it with my second daughter. She was only two weeks early. So she had her, all her reflexes kind of in line and and she was kind of seamless. Like Mm -hmm. it went away. It's was supposed to go. But having the two of them at home, once I had, you know, a two-year-old and an infant, that's when I really started thinking about the, do I want to stay at home? Do I want to go back to work things? So again, more difficult than I thought. I had figured it out, balancing one child and a part-time gig as a lawyer. But once I had two, wheels really started coming off the wagon. So yeah, both times harder than I thought, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And looking back, how was your support in that time? My husband was always fantastic, but um, none of our family lived locally or still lives locally. So we would have visiting support, I guess. I feel like the really good friends I've made in Jacksonville have come as a result of my children. Those people that I could turn to for like any reason, middle of the night sort of thing. So I didn't necessarily have them yet when I was having my children, but they became that close afterwards. So definitely could have used more of that sort of support. Well, I'm thinking about how you first came into my world. I was, I think, either pregnant or had recently had my first child you were pregnant with your first? Yeah, because I I found them to be so great because as a person who had just moved to Jacksonville and didn't have 
any sort of network, it was so nice to be able to go to the space where you were doing the classes and have a nice person to show me all the things that I'm not great at, but I was able to get some support from an expert like you. And that was a really cool outlet to be able to have something like that as I was pregnant. So I thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Joining a class, joining a an interest group, finding a community is super important when you're new to town, especially when you're about to have children. And there's a there was, I think there still is a fantastic moms group in our neighborhood that was very helpful to me. And they they brought food um, with my second daughter. By the time I'd like gotten to know them all, they brought us food every night. But it's like I said, I made those good friends once I was a mom because then we all had this common interest and kids of the same age. But I wish I had more of those people upon becoming a mom, you know, during yeah. the pretty and, and the delivery and that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I hear you. Well, any other hindsight moments that I haven't heard from you that you'd like to share? Hmm. Not necessarily hindsight, but I've just been spending a lot of time thinking about my daughter transitioning into adulthood and going off to college, obviously, and how like everything I've done for her to be her mom, to create, to help create the person that she is like the whole job of being a mom is to create this person that will no longer need you. It's, it's just wild. It's like, if you're successful, then you kind of write yourself out of a job. Like I will always, of course, be her mom and hopefully be her friend and everything. But because I think I did a good job, now she doesn't need me and she's going off on her own. And it's like just when they become a, a super interesting adult that you would like to get to know, there they go. Super bittersweet. Yeah. Well, I thank you for walking through your experiences as a mom, as a working mom, as a mom who has lots of cool interests. And I appreciate you sharing your stories. Thank you. It was really fun to talk to you. Maybe as you find yourself with growing um, daughters and you have some more time, come take some circus classes and, and see what you think. I'm intrigued. Um, it's been cool because I've gotten to meet lots of, largely through online communities, but circus artists and aerialists from all over the place. And the ones that are moms are like a really interesting group to me. You know, there's not as many of us, but I love talking to other aerial moms. I thank you so much. You really had a lot of good points and I'm actually... <laughs> hopeful that I can have the success that you have with teenagers. These girls are going to give us a run for our money. They're fun and they've got great personalities, but it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs>